radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and Pooh! With your favorite hosts, Giuseppe! That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle! Yeah, I'm gonna take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Week 14 Preview Show. Fantasy Football Scoop and... Poop. I am Tony. That was a very reserved poop from Bishop. <laughs> it was a questionable poop. Yeah, you didn't trust that poop. I did not. <laughs> uh, Turtles on a bye week this week, and uh, this is it. This is the end of the regular season, uh, mercifully, probably for some folks. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Um, nerve-wrackingly for some folks, and just comfortable for some folks like you, Bishop. Hi, how are you doing? You got nothing to worry about. Uh, don't say that, man. I, I've been in a similar situation before as like the top guy heading into the playoffs, and Lost in the first round to Sasha, so that was not a fun year. You know, we always we always remember those uh, those bad beats, and uh, I guess that one is stuck with you. Yes, it has. All right, we did have a little bit of. Uh, we're gonna break form a little bit here. Um, we're gonna talk about all of the playoff scenarios for each team as we go through their games this week. Uh, but first, I think we got to mention this. Um, this happened. I think it was Thursday last week. Uh, I think it was, I don't even have the timestamp, but uh, it was around 6 or 7 p.m. I'm driving home. I was getting my booster shot for my COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, So I got the good 5G. I got great cell signal. (laughs) And my phone beeps, and I get an email. Now, I have signed up for player release email notifications for a couple years. So I basically get an email every time someone drops a player and it'll tell you who dropped the player. It'll tell you which player it is. And as I'm driving, like I said, my phone goes off. I look at it. It's a very bad thing to do. You shouldn't do this, but it kind of worked out for me in this situation. I looked at my phone and what do I see? It says Wolfpack drops Christian McCaffrey. So I'm at a red light. (laughs) And I log into RT Sports because I couldn't believe my eyes. And a sure as shit, he just flat out dropped Christian McCaffrey, who was keepable. He took him number one overall this year. Had a banged up season. He's been in and out of the lineup off IR. I, you know, he's he's been hurt and he's been a major disappointment for Santino. So I immediately pick him up. Like I almost broke my thumb trying to uh, ex- tried trying to process the transaction as fast as I possibly could. I was able to get him on my team for nothing. And a lot of people are, are curious as to why Santino would do such a thing. 
Uh, I think I know why, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But primetime, just give me your thoughts about what, like, when did you find out about it? Like, what were your thoughts when you saw it? Give me all that stuff. Um, I don't remember how I I heard about it. Uh, I don't have alerts set up until after we talked. <laughs> then I immediately set up, signed up Damn for it. that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it caught me way off guard. And uh, I even texted Santino. I'm like, are you aware that he is keepable? And uh, followed by many texts of Santino angrily. Uh, how do I put this nicely? Uh, <laughs> describing CMC's injury history and his lack of on-field production. We'll put it that way. Sure. And uh, so I kind of understood him. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I, I kind of told him, you know, I'm like, you probably could have traded him for a pick or something you know sure if you really didn't want to keep him you know he's an asset you could probably utilize uh but i i think he was more in a what's that called uh rage drop vengeful i think he was vengeful. yes yes so i mean you, what are you gonna tell you an italian what are you gonna tell an italian when he's in that mode yeah. like nothing you can't say anything yeah and uh I kind of went through something similar last year with Michael Thomas. Uh, if you can remember, I drafted Michael Thomas number two overall. And uh, he got hurt in the, the second game. I think maybe played like three or four games for me all season. He was a major disappointment. Uh, I wanted to cut him at like several points last season. Like, I, I didn't because I knew he was like, like you said, he's an asset, even though you don't like him and maybe you're not going to keep him. I still held out hope that maybe I could maybe trade him, but uh, he ended up getting hurt again. So that, that was off the table. Uh, so I, I went, th I kind of went through something similar that Santino went through with Christian McCaffrey this season. And I, I sent him the same thing. I asked him, I just said, why, why did you do that? <laughs> And he's like, oh, that, that guy's a bum. He's always hurt. He doesn't help me. I'm not going to keep him, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah. And at the same point, I'm like, okay, but you could have traded him for something. Like, even if it's like a sixth round pick or maybe a, a pick swap with somebody in a round, the guy has value, clearly. I mean, he's going to be ranked one of the top three running backs next year. I guarantee it, even with this uh, throwaway year. And that's I think that's the that's the thing that Santino didn't recognize or didn't care about. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing. It was he didn't really give a shit about holding on to him to try and trade him. He was pissed off, he was frustrated, and he just cut bait with him. So I think that's I mean, that's why he did it. And uh hey, Primetime, have you ever watched the the Loki series on uh Disney Plus? Uh no, actually I I have Disney Plus, but yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah. So that that whole show is dealing with like different timelines and variants of other people. So like Loki, the main character, has a bunch of variants of himself in other timelines. And what I'm getting at here is Santino is a variant. You cannot predict what he's gonna do. You can't predict. You can't predict what he's thinking. He just does stuff and uh <laughs> he, he he put that on display this 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 week 
Uh, I was able to get him for nothing, which I'm I'm thrilled about. I mean, obviously, he's not going to help me this season. You know, I got I got to burn a, a roster spot, and I'm in contention, so that might be a, tr- a, a a a a sticking point for me this season. But just the the option of the, having that guy available to me for next year, uh, either on my team or available to trade, is it's a huge thing. And I know a lot of owners were pissed. Um rightfully so i mean turtle was upset i know kowalski was upset uh probably i think there was a lot of uh message board action did you did you catch all the message board action prime time uh yeah there was a little bit i kind of scrolled past because it's i don't know to me it's uh like i said for the kowalski trade earlier in the in the year you can't like police bad decisions like you just have to let people make their decisions you can't you know let them run their own teams so I kind of feel I'm the same way when it comes to Santino. And I can also co-sign on what you said about Santino being the X factor or whatever. You a variant. It. Yes, a variant. Variant, yes. As the uh, mock draft architect, every year I'm always like, I don't know what Santino is going to do. <laughs> and you can't predict every it. Year. And you're never. No. Yeah, no, you never no. know. A lot of times I just write John Cena in there. And <laughs> we'll see what happens. And I just I just want to clear my name if people think it was an inside job or something like that. I mean, he was available for like 15 minutes before I could get in there and scoop him up. So if it really was an inside job, he would have been picked up in like 30 seconds. But uh, I haven't seen anybody say that about me or Santino. But I just want to put that out there that uh, I did not know this was coming. The last time I talked to Santino was when I was doing the promos a couple like months ago <laughs> when I did the Star <laughs> Trek promo. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Santino's very elusive with uh communications <laughs> sometimes. Um yeah, and uh there was some some good smack talk on the on the message board. I think uh Kowalski called Mike an idiot, which is uh you know dangerous Kowalski. You better watch out with that that language. That that is his middle name. Dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, to me that I I wasn't really sure what the the premise of that. I, I assumed it was like sarcasm because I think he was. Yeah. I think he's still upset over Mike and Worms' reaction to his terrible trade. Yeah, yeah. And he wants them to have the same vitriol towards this, and who knows? They probably did, but. This happened. Like, I think he his uh, message came out like shortly after. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I stopped paying attention. I appreciate Mike kind of shrugged it off and put a, like a meme on there. I, you know, this is fantasy football. We don't need to be, you know, we can call each other assholes and dickheads and all that stuff, but you know, we don't need we don't need the drama, right? Uh, you can bust you. We can bust each other's balls. Hell, I we we do this weekly, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to ever see it get angry or, or like the vitriol. It's, that's 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 not good. So I'm I'm kind of happy there was like a little bit of outrage, but then I think everybody kind of worked through it, and uh, I think we're back on track here. We're gonna finish off the season, and let's stop talking about this and let's get into the waiver wire. Waiver wire waiver wire. Hello and welcome to your week 14 waiver wire recap, final waiver wire of the regular season. First, we have Team Taylor randomly releasing Ronald Jones on Tuesday 
at 10 a.m. And then I guess he had to do that so he could swap his IR people because he took Amari Cooper off of IR and placed Keenan Allen on it. So his team's got a lot of COVID going on over there. And then we get into our waiver. Let's see here. We got uh, the Ted Lasso way picking up KJ Osborne. Wow, for $28. Ooh, that's the last. It, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's the last week of the season, so he probably just blew his uh, wallet. I know, on but that like one. that money's good for the playoffs, too. But I. I... He ain't going no playoffs. Stop it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he released some guy named Devontae Booker. Uh, next up, we have uh, Lucky Luciano picking up that vaunted Cleveland Browns defense. I will start Cleveland Browns defense. Thank you for that. For $10 and releasing our, the beloved Chicago Bears defense. Oh, no. Rest in peace. Rip, rip. Oh, and lastly, we have uh, Serbia, which I believe is Micah, acquiring Mike Davis for a dollar and releasing Kenyon Drake. I didn't even know Mike Davis was on the waiver wire. You paid too much, Micah. <laughs> he was on Turtles team for like all yeah, all year. For and like, then he has a good week. <laughs> for, for 10 weeks. Yeah, he's sucking eggs for 10 weeks. And then he cuts him. And then he has a, a good week and then uh, gets picked up. That's That's just funny. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right. Now the free moves. Uh, we have me, Nitrovich, releasing the recently acquired Michael Thomas <laughs> and acquiring Samaje P. Ryan. Wow. You just had to have him, huh? You had to have Samaje P. Ryan. I woke up and a bunch of my guys had Q's next to their names. So uh -huh. I got nervous. So I was like, let me get Mixon's back up just in case. Okay. Okay. So that's the reason behind that one. Anyway. Uh, Micah again. Oh, God, I'm going to struggle with this name. Amarana St. Brown? I think Apparently it's he's a... Saruman St. Brown from, like, Lord of the Rings. Is that, that it? Oh, that, that makes sense. These names are getting weird, man. Can I tell you something? I'm like an old man and angry at kids. Yeah, you know whose but, uh... brother that is? That's uh, the brother of Equanimius St. Brown. On the... Are you serious? Yeah, their, their parents are on another one, right? Like, I don't know what's going on with those names. Uh, I'd hate to meet their dog. Oh, I clicked on it. Anyway, uh, he picks up that guy and releases Chase Claypool. Worm then comes in with that extra roster spot, I'm guessing, from releasing Ronald Jones and swoops up Chase Claypool. And Mike, again, acquires Khalil Herbert. Great pickup. And releases Boston Scott. Great pickup. I was going to pick him up if he was available to me but i was not able to is montgomery questionable i think he has three injuries on the injury report this week so it's very Ooh. possible that he doesn't play nice pick kawa yeah and that'll conclude your waiver wire segment for week 14 thank you awesome thanks for that and let's uh get to emails there's a letter in your mailbox Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No emails from Hanzo. No emails from Kowalski. I mean, with, with how upset people were, I figured we the inbox would be overflowing, Bishop. 
Did you hit refresh? I, I did hit refresh. <laughs> okay. uh, we are up to date. We're all like synced up. And uh, th- we have no emails. I I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit strange. But I think everyone's kind of checking out. This yeah. Is, it's a long grind. I know. It, it sure is. And uh, we do have a communication from Giuseppe. Thank God. Because this segment would be would have nothing if, if it weren't for Giuseppe. So let's play that now. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, First and foremost, apologies for no recording last week. Uh, I was pretty busy with work, and I wanted to make sure I was able to focus on that as I'm getting close to wrapping a lot of big projects up before heading back stateside for Christmas, which I am very much looking forward to. We are now in week 14, last week of the regular season, and a lot of teams have, you know, opportunity in making the playoffs. Tony will take you all through all the scenarios and stuff like that which is cool it's always great to see a lot of teams in the hunt at you know in the very last week of the season um real quick i'd like to touch on something that seemed to be uh let's say like a something that was a big polarizing issue within the league uh sorry i couldn't comment on it the week prior but uh, in regards to Santino's dropping of Christian McCaffrey, it happened while I was asleep. So I was just as surprised as I'm sure everybody else was when they saw the move. And whether I agree or disagree with the thinking behind it or whatever the case may be, I think at the end of the day, everybody is allowed to run their team the way that they want to. And unless there's some sort of foul play or under the table payments or things like that that are happening, I mean, that's just how it is. I remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, but somebody in the league, I think it was like Tony Loop or something like that, they gave, they they basically traded away Randy Moss for Amani Toomer. And again, that was a situation where everybody was like, how is that even possible? Randy Moss is so great. But I mean, just... People tend to have different values for players, and we can't necessarily, you know, like dictate what value is versus the person who owns it. Now, do I think that Santino could have obviously gotten something for Christian McCaffrey, all things considered, where he was drafted and how he still has value? Absolutely. But if he felt that he could not get anything out of him and that he would prefer to cut him, I mean, unless he texted Tony telling him, hey, I'm cutting Christian McCaffrey, get get your finger on the ready. I mean, people just run the teams that they draft and pay for the way that they want to. And, you know, I think that's that's the best way of, of having things handled in the league. It keeps things fair, equitable, and it allows everybody to kind of run their team the way they feel is best. So hopefully most of you all agree with me because that's kind of how we've been running things to date and I'd hate to see it change. For all of you in the playoff hunt, best of luck. And for all of you playing for lottery balls, hopefully it goes your way when we get there. Thanks, good luck all, and hopefully I'll see you in the playoffs. And thanks, Giuseppe. I think uh, he echoed a lot of our sentiments. Um also dropped the Tony Loop reference. That's awesome. Yeah, I did hear that. And uh, also to comment on his, uh, you know, whether or not it's something is on the level. Uh, shortly after he made his trade with Kowalski, I put in a FOIA request 
on his email and uh, bank accounts to uh-huh. verify that there was no transactions paid to Kowalski from his account. And I can confirm that there was nothing. So that one was legit. And uh, I also like how he ended his uh, message with a joke about making the playoffs. Hilarious. Just that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he chimed in about this whole situation. And uh, yeah, you, you can send your lawyers to my house if you want to go over my uh, bank accounts and uh, uh, social media accounts. Uh, I, my, I'm a book just just waiting to be read prime time <laughs> uh well i'll have my people call your people all right i'll look up look forward to that subpoena <laughs> okay <laughs> um well since we got no emails i guess we talk about prediction results from last week uh myself bishop and turtle all tied with four out of six giuseppe three out of six all right, so I'm going to give you the uh, the season long here. This this could go anyway. Uh, at the top, we have Bishop and me tied with 43 correct. Turtle with 42. And Giuseppe with 41. Uh, Giuseppe and Turtle are both out, obviously, of this podcast for this week. They did send in their picks remotely. Um so this is this is the whole shebang here. Uh I toyed around with like maybe having to pick, you know, like spreads for all the games as well just to like hopefully not have a tie bishop, but uh I don't think any of those uh suggestions were going to work out because we have a lot of teams that uh have not set lineups, have mentally checked out, given up on the season. So I didn't I didn't want to do that. So we're just going to pick straight up winners like we have been doing all season. And if there's a tie, there's a tie. I, I, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I don't know either. We should have uh, planned ahead of this other than like a week ahead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm OK with it because it's literally my first year doing a prediction throughout the year. And the fact that I'm even in contentions, sad. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. All right, so this is how this is going to work. We're going to go through the games as we normally do, and I will mention any teams that are in contention for for division or wild card. So this is going to be a long one. There's going to be a lot of talking from me. So if you don't like me, you should probably turn this off. Let's start in the Shula, as we have been doing all season for some reason. Uh, we have Matt's team name, because he did not change it, uh, I'll tell you why in a second, versus Mike's Lucky Lucianos. And the reason that Matt has not changed his team name or probably his lineup is because he was eliminated last week due to his divisional record. He cannot win the wild card. He cannot win the division. Uh, div- the divisional record is the first tiebreaker, and I believe points scored is the second. So divisional record man, it matters a ton in our league. So it doesn't matter what Matt does. He cannot make the playoffs. Mike, on the other hand, he cannot win the wild card. He has a one game advantage in his division. So it's win the division or go home. And he can win his division with a win 
a tie, or a Giuseppe loss. Any one of those three things happens, Mike is the divisional winner. So, this is a pick'em primetime. Did you see this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> I'm just seeing this now, yes. <laughs> uh, I should mention, Giuseppe has picked Mike to win, and Turtle has picked Matt to win. So, Bishop, I ask you, who's going to win? Uh, for me, this one, as close as it looks like on the... Actually, uh, I, I thought it was going to be a blowout, but actually, yeah, I think it might be a little bit closer now that I'm looking at matchups and stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to take Mike, but uh, the Tyreek Hill play, I think, is going to be interesting for Matt because I was just looking at... Patrick Mahomes' um, uh, you know, game log and that last good game he had was against Vegas. Uh, yep. Vegas, yeah. <laughs> so and Tyreek Hill did well that game. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they learned from that or maybe they didn't. Uh, but I'll still take uh, Mike in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I see I see a lot of good players on Mike's squad, but I think I see some tough matchups like uh, Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans versus the Bills. Uh, you got, you know, David Montgomery or Khalil Herbert against the Packers. We all know that they're not going to be running the ball. They're going to be chasing points the whole game. Uh, and, you know, the I, I've lost all my faith in Lamar Jackson. And that's going to be the kicker for me. Uh, they get to play Baltimore this week. It's a 42-and-a-half over-under. There's Cleveland. not going to be a lot of points. Um, and the only shot he has, really, is a Tyree Kill monster. And I don't know if he's going to get it just because how how bad the, the Chiefs are going. So I'm going to take Mike. I don't think it's uh, going to be a blowout or anything. I think it's going to be very close. But uh, I think Mike squeaks by here and wins the division. So, let's go to the next matchup. <clears throat> we have Giuseppe's The Ted Lasso Way versus Pee Wee McLean's Cologne Rocks. Giuseppe is an 11.5 point favorite, but Pee Wee McLean do not have a quarterback in the lineup. They have a bye week Carson Wentz. So, this, this could be even. This could be even be uh, in Pee Wee's favor by the time he gets a quarterback in there. Um, scenarios. Pee Wee McLean is eliminated. They have been eliminated for a very long time. Uh, they've gone on a run here lately, winning some games, but, uh, it's after it's all been said and done for them. Giuseppe can win both the division and the wild card, but he needs a lot of help. So for, for the division, let's start with that. He can win the division with a win and a Mike loss. So he needs help. He needs Mike to lose and he has to win. That's the only way he gets into the division. The wild card. He can win the wild card with a win and a Tony loss and outscore me by like three points. I think we're like three points divided in the standings. So remember we talked about points scored being the second tiebreaker. That's actually going to come into play with me and Giuseppe this week because we're so close. So, again, he needs a lot of help. He needs to win, he needs me to lose, and he's got to outscore me by three points. Okay, I, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. I actually picked Pee Wee to win this game. 
I think Javante hmm. Williams is a stud. I think we saw that last week. And you know what I think they're playing this week? They're playing Detroit Lions at home. I think he's going to have a huge game. Um, CeeDee Lamb should have a big one. I, I guess he's got to play uh, uh, Ryan Tannethrill. But they get to play Jacksonville. And I think Julio Jones comes back this week. So, Giuseppe has been riddled with injuries this whole season. He's playing a man named KJ Osborne. He's playing Mark Andrews. I don't know. I, I know Aaron Rodgers is going to have a mega game for him, but I don't think he's going to have enough. I think he's going to end up losing this one, Bishop, and I think Pee Wee wins. Yeah, kind of, I, I was thinking that too. Uh, Pee Wee's on a hot streak. He's got some hot players right now. Uh, Giuseppe has Aaron Rodgers, who'll probably do well, but he's starting Devonta Freeman. He picked up KJ Osborne because of the Thielen injury. I don't know. I I would hit up the waiver wire, look for another receiver. <laughs> Find a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> Something over Devonta Freeman. I think Bar- Saquon Barkley's washed up. Nick Chubb might do okay, but they're playing Baltimore. It's, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to take Giuseppe, and it's unfortunate because he needs to win this game. But uh, as I said earlier, I laughed when uh, I, Giuseppe said, He'll see us in the playoffs. Uh, he'll he'll be watching from his couch in in Italy. Uh, give me Pee Wee McLean, and that's going to be a sweep because Giuseppe and Turtle both picked Pee Wee McLean to win. So, um, if you would have told me like three four weeks ago that uh, we would all pick Pee Wee McLean to beat Giuseppe, I would not have believed you. But uh, things have things can change real quick in fantasy football, as we all know. Very much. Okay. Let's go to the next matchup. We have my COVID Mania Delta versus Bishop's Nitrovich. And Bishop is a 25-point favorite. LOL. Uh, Bishop clinched the division and the number one seed weeks ago, probably a month ago. So he's he's just playing out the string here, hoping his guys don't get hurt. <laughs> Uh, I only have a shot at the wild card. So I can win the wild card with this. Either a win, a tie, or a Giuseppe loss. Now, if I lose this game and Giuseppe wins, I need to outscore Giuseppe by three points. So even if I lose, I could still get in if I outscore Giuseppe. Uh... I don't plan on winning this week. Uh, I should mention that Giuseppe and Turtle both picked you, Bishop, to win. Um, I'm just going to say right now, I also picked you to win. I don't think I can beat you this week. Uh, you get in your Packers back, and they get to play the Bears, and we all know what happens when the Packers play the Bears. Uh, probably three touchdowns for Devontae Adams, probably four touchdowns for Aaron Jones. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't think I got enough this week. Bishop, what do you think? Uh, that's funny you say that. Cause I'm going to pick you, Tony. Uh, Devante Adams is apparently now questionable. He's one of the four people in my lineup who are questionable. Uh, Aaron Jones is coming off an injury. I know they had a bye week, but he was still, he was injured before the bye. They're probably going to use that other running back a lot since they're going to be up a lot. 
I just see like if Aaron Rodgers throws four touchdowns, it's going to go to like Bubba Franks or whoever their tight end is. Uh, Mark like Chimura. <laughs> Mark Chimura. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all those great Green Bay tight ends. Uh, I don't like Tom Brady's matchup this week, even though he's at home. It's against uh, Buffalo. Uh, let's see. I like uh, your Tony Pollard play if Zeke doesn't play. Uh, I don't know about Antonio Gibson, but I love Debo Samuel. He's a he's a grown ass man. Uh, yeah, you know what? I I'm gonna take you, Tony. Yeah, I don't know about Debo. I don't think he's practiced yet this week. He he might sit another week, so I might have to play. Uh, oh, I can't play Jalen Waddle. He's on a bye. Fuck. Oh man. Well, I'll have to get creative. Maybe hit the waiver wire. But uh, interesting that you took took me there. Interesting. All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have Turtle and Avitsa's New Wave Hookers 5 versus Kowalski's Cracka Ass Crackas. And we can definitely tell it's week 14. Uh, there's four bye week players still playing in this matchup. Uh, it's impossible to figure out the line because of all the bye weeks. Uh, I should mention that uh, Giuseppe picked Kowalski. And Turtle picked Turtle to win. Um, Bishop, why don't you lead this one off? Yeah, no problem. Uh, I don't know who 80% of the people in this are starting in this game. I've never heard of most of these people. Uh, and then with all the bye weeks, he's going to have to replace it with even more people I don't know. Uh, this is going to be... what? What's that term you use for a very low-scoring game? Use, a tickle fight. Time. A tickle fight. That's what this matchup is going to be. And who's going to be the tallest tickler? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Give me Turtle for no reason whatsoever. You know, this is hard uh, because, I mean, Kowalski has some impact players on his bench. You know, he's got Mike Williams, T- he's T- got Higgins. Kareem Hunt. Oh I yeah, think Mike and Williams got the Rona. And the who Mike Williams got Rona? Yep. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Uh well anyway. I, I just heard of that today. Yeah. I know I knew uh Keenan Allen had the Rona, but I didn't know about him. Okay. Uh but also you mentioned it. T. Higgins on his bench. Yep, yep. So I mean it's really hard to pick. And fuck. I hate to do it. But in front of me right now, I gotta pick Turtle, just because of the all the all the bye weeks and missing players on Kowalski. Uh, I, I wanted to take Kowalski here, but uh, I don't think I'm gonna have. To, I don't think I can with what with uh, this much money on the line. You know what I'm saying? This might be the lowest scoring matchup we've ever had. We always talk about lowest scoring team. Yeah, this might be the lowest scoring matchup. I. I'm going to predict that. You're going to predict that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, what, do we, what do you think? Like first one to 40 wins? Yeah, it's kind of generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like 25, 28. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you hit that, then I'll be very impressed. I'll give you all the money. Don't let me down, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's go. I should mention that uh, neither Kowalski nor Turtle have any playoff hopes here. They've been eliminated. Uh, they're playing for lottery position, I guess. Let's go to the next matchup, and we still have a division up for grabs here in the Ditka. Let's go to Team Serbia versus Worms Team Taylor. Uh, Worm has been eliminated. He cannot win the division or the wild card. Uh, better luck next. Better luck next year, Worm. I don't think he's won a division since he's been Team Taylor. Since this Taylor Swift thing is uh, taken hold. <laughs> yeah, he should look into changing that name for yeah, sure. Definitely. But Micah, on the other hand, he still has a shot at the division, if you can believe it. Uh, he went on that terrible streak, losing like six or seven out of, in a row or something like that. Something insane. But Micah, he can win the division with a win and a Santino loss. So I'm sure Micah is uh, very interested in this week. He's got a chance to backdoor his way in. Team Serbia is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I should mention that Giuseppe and Turtle both picked Micah. And I'm going to agree with him because I'm looking at Worm's team. And I know he played the right quarterback last week. But as it stands right now, I don't think he is playing the right quarterback this week. I think that Rams-Arizona uh, Cardinals game on Monday night is going to be a shootout. Uh, and he's got Matt Stafford on the bench. He's playing uh, um, Dak Prescott in an NFC East game versus Washington. And uh, Mike has got he's, – he's feeling good with um, – What's his name? Uh, Kyler Murray coming back last week, and I I, I think that game's going to be a shootout. So I'm going to take all of Micah this week. I think he's going to win. Yeah, I'm gonna. Ooh. I'm gonna agree with you actually because I have a feeling this. Uh, we talked about I I talked about Patrick Mahomes his uh, last game against the the Raiders, and uh, Travis Kelsey he was a, a benefactor from that as well. I think he's going to have a good game. If Zeke plays, he's going to have a good game. Uh, I I kind of agree with you. I think he sh- Worm should be playing the Rams quarterbacks. So they have dueling quarterbacks on Monday night. But uh, Arizona's got a tough defense. I could see them picking off Stafford a few times. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game for what it's worth. Uh, I hate Cortland Sutton. I don't know why that guy is <laughs> on a roster and starting. Uh He's got Kyle Pitts on the bench. That's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, give me give, give me Micah. Okay, and let's get to the last matchup. And we have BDI's Slobodan versus Santino's Wolfpack. And BDI is a two-and-a-half-point favorite only because Santino has two bi-week players in his lineup. And both of these guys can win the division this week. Uh, let's start off with BDI. He's got the hardest road in this division. He needs a lot of help. He needs to win, beat Santino, and then he needs Micah to lose. So he needs two things to happen to win the division. Santino controls his own destiny. He can win the division with a win or a tie. I know that that's a very real possibility in the Dicka division is a tie. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Santino, like we said, he's he's probably going to insert 
Devin Singletary and I guess Jarvis Landry probably if I had to guess. Um, Giuseppe and Turtle both picked Santino to win, and I'm going to join them. I think Santino will make those moves. He has a chance to win this division. He wants to stick it to BDI, uh, and I think he will. I think Santino will, will get it done. You, you've you been talking about the Patrick Mahomes thing all week, and, uh, you know, they get to play the, they get to play Vegas. They're playing at home. He could have a huge game here, and I, I'm going to take Santino. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that as well. Uh, I'll, go, I'll talk about Zach's team, though, because he's got Kirk Cousins at home against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a great defense, and they're playing Thursday, and they're without Adam Thielen. So I'm not sure how great of a play that's going to be, plus Justin Jefferson's on Santino's team, so he's going to negate some points there. Cordero Patterson, you know, boom bust, but they're playing at Carolina. And I think Carolina has a really good defense. Uh, the over-under in that game is only 42 and a half. They could stop him. He might get Alvin Kamara back, which could be a positive, but I don't know. He's still starting to – he's got four tight ends on his roster. <laughs> <laughs> he's got four tight ends on his roster. And they're all white. I, yeah, I cannot – no. Give me, give me Santino. I was like trying to talk myself. I'm like, can I talk myself into Zach? And then I saw he's got four tight ends. So no, give me Santino all day. All right. Um, do you, do you have any breakout players this week, Bishop? Who do you got? Oh yeah. I'm definitely going to head over to your team, Tony. I'm sure. And yeah. Uh, you know what? Give me, give me that Antonio Gibson kid, even though I don't like him. He's probably going to be the one to make me lose this week. So Antonio Gibson. I'm going to go with this Javante Williams. I think that guy can be a fantasy superstar in the making. And uh, he gets to play Detroit this week at home. So, I mean, that's a great recipe for success. Yep. And that's going to do it. Uh, Good luck to all the teams in the hunt. Next week we'll be talking playoffs. Um, I know Bishop will be there because he's already made it. Um, so that will do it for the week 14 end of season preview show, fantasy football scoop and who? All right, show's over. I'm tired. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com. <laughs>